0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Chat Soon Podcast. My name is Brandon. And I'm Mike. And for episode two of our podcast, we are going to be talking about relationships and dating.
1: Yeah, so we're super excited to bring this topic up because ever since our first episode about friendship, I think that we're already touching upon this topic a little bit. And now we just want to dive right into it and talk about all the different aspects of dating and share our thoughts.
0: All right. Today, we have a special guest. Would you like to introduce who she is, Mike?
1: Yeah, so in order to bring a different perspective than myself and Brandon, we decided to bring one of my bestest friends, Elaine. So Elaine, do you want to introduce yourself?
2: Hello, my name is Elaine and I've been friends with Mike for quite some time now and I met Brandon through Mike and I'm super excited to be joining you guys.
1: Right, right, so you want to tell us a little bit about your dating history? (laughs) <laughs> to show you uh, know to show your expertise in this area okay, yeah you, whoa, you gotta
2: let the people whoa, know whoa, that you're whoa, trustworthy expertise you know? okay uh i'll talk about okay, i'll talk about my most recent one um so i've been dating uh my boyfriend nick for about a year now um just just like a bit over a year and we actually just celebrated our one-year anniversary like last week or two weeks ago and um yeah and then other than that i've just been kind of like i guess like high school relationships but like those don't really count and um, but I have I have uh, dated like guys that I know that make me know what I don't want in relationships now so I feel like I have a lot of insight in there
0: that's awesome very okay Brandon you want to share you want to share yours all right sure so I'm in a relationship right now uh, for a month and a half and it's actually my first relationship so I'm gonna give the the newbie kind of uh, perspective on this topic all right. How about you, Mike? All right. So I'm also in a room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. All right. Mike is okay, that, fast buddy. Fuck that was, right now, buddy. That was pretty good, right? Was that good? Okay. Yeah. no. So I guess I'm the only single one here, and I think my friends probably know me as the one that always has long-term relationships. So I had back-to-back four-year relationships, and I've been single for much too long now. Just Damn, kidding. I've been single four for years how long? Back to a back. year. I've been single for a year. <laughs> So yeah, I'll be that's a long time, but I do feel like I can bring an interesting perspective to this topic. And definitely we're going to all share some different perspectives when it comes to relationships and dating. Mm-hmm. I think so, for sure. righty All right. So, Elaine, we'll start with you. Like what, when we think about relationships, we're always thinking about the other person. Right. So mm-hmm. what are some things that you look for on pretty much like a first impression basis, what are some things that a guy has to have in order to to be like a potential candidate?
2: Uh, well, I think like just kind of referring back to your last um, episode or last podcast, uh, appearance is honestly like a really big, big thing um, i know that a lot of people always say oh yeah looks don't matter it's all about personality but like let's be real here like yeah right yeah right thing, Straight the up. initial looks do thing that matters like that actually like grabs your attention is obviously going to be looks right
0: mm-hmm. so
2: for me like of course the first thing that attracts me is going to be their appearance and whether or not he's attractive or unattractive right um but once like I start getting to talk to him and getting to know him. I feel like something that will keep me interested and wanting to get him to know get to know him better as opposed to just kind of like, ugh, like By, like, not worth my time, Uh, would definitely have to be uh, just like how he's able to carry a conversation and if he's like interesting and fun to talk to, and whether or not he will like let me talk about myself and if he'll ask me questions to get to know me as well, or if he's just talking about himself the whole time. Because if he's talking about himself the whole time, it just shows that he's like a very egotistical person, right? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I just want to ask you kind of like a follow up question with that. So, like, since appearance is obviously really important and that's like kind of your first impression of a person and afterwards you try to get to know them Mm -hmm. do you think it can ever work the other way around where you're not physically attracted to someone but after you get to know them you're like wow I really click with this person and then suddenly you start seeing them in a different light or do you think that never happens
2: oh no for sure 100% that happens although it so how important is
1: So So the attraction
2: thing is, like, the initial thing. It's what's going to, like, make me want to talk to you, right? Yeah. But then let's say someone approaches me or someone – or, like, yeah, someone will approach me and then, you know, they're not, like, super – they're not, like, a 10 out of 10. But let's say they're really funny um, then that way that that will still keep me wanting to talk to them, right, uh, and get to know them. But maybe like it won't be as a ro- romantic level. It might be as like, oh, you're funny. We could be friends, kind of thing. Okay,
1: so yeah. so on a romantic level, they have to be. You have to find them physically attractive like, right off so, the bat, like, or else it's... like
2: somewhat attractive. Yeah.
1: Right. So like, and that, you think that, that, that might sound
2: super shallow, um, but no. like to be completely honest, like that is. I feel like. You do – yeah, you need to have a sense of – like, you need to be attractive, like, in order to, um, you know, get the person initially interested, for sure.
0: Wait, and so I have a question. I have a question. Have he, you ever found oh a guy God, like, not like, physically oh God, attractive so at the beginning? Sorry? Have you have you, have you not uh, – like, have you not found a guy physically attractive at the beginning, and then you start to see him as more attractive later on? Or has that, like – or is that usually not the case?
2: Oh, no, that's happened before. Like, so – okay, so, for example, like – Yeah, so so I think what
0: we're
1: trying to say is, let's say you meet a guy, and then initially you're not like, "Wow, this guy's super sexy" or whatever, and you get to know them, and you're like, you like their personality a lot, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Wow, he's actually not looking too bad," right? So does that ever happen?
2: Yeah, it does. It for sure. Yeah, that's happened to me before. It does, right? Yeah.
1: Okay. Like it's like okay, let me. Okay, so guys out there, you know, you know, all the guys that don't look like Leonardo DiCaprio, we still got a shot. Okay, so. I, but let me, I, let me I can rest, I can rest let easy me, now. Let
2: me add something. I feel like personally myself, I feel like I can speak to a lot of girls on this too. Like, like okay, so attraction is the initial thing, Right. But what girls really actually look for is like a well roundedness in a person. Like, is this person like funny? Is this person smart? Is this person going to be a good like partner down the long run? Like, we need to, like this well roundedness. It is, you can't just be focused on like one thing. You need to be like a bit of everything. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So you
0: can't, you can't spec like, one hundred percent of your points into attraction, have like zero and everything else. <laughs> yeah. yeah no okay. Way. So, yeah. Brandon, I, I'm curious to hear what you
1: have to say about this. Like, with uh girls. yeah.
0: So, so with girls, like, what what gets me interested in the beginning?
1: Yeah. And is that what and, you're trying to say? Yeah. And whether or not, if you don't find someone attractive right away, that getting to know them can actually still make
0: you think about them romantically. Oh yeah, for sure. But I think that's um that's a lot rarer, or like it's harder than the other way, right? Like, usually yeah. it's like, if I see a girl and she's not bad, I'm like, yo, she's not bad. But mm-hmm. then, but then, uh, yeah, the other way around still, still works. Like sometimes I see girls and then at the beginning, I'm like, mm, uh, like they're okay. Right. And then like, I start to get to know them. Like, wow, they're actually pretty cool. And then, yeah, I think it could, And happen, then suddenly so. they start getting more attractive. Right. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, uh, I don't know how to explain it, but like, it's just sometimes like their personality can affect their physical attractiveness
1: yeah okay so that's what i was trying to get at i i I wasn't trying to roast elaine with questions or anything i was because in my head i'm like if you meet someone and maybe they're not initially super attractive to you but you know you find them you find them all right and you get to know them a lot more and all of a sudden you're seeing them in like this different light and they're Mm -hmm. also physically more attractive somehow you know what i
0: mean yeah ever, i think it's like your brain just trying to convince you that you like them you know what I mean? yeah <laughs> does, does okay, that make so more what, sense elaine
2: what yeah for sure but like what when you're talking to a girl right what is it about her personality that usually makes you think oh she's like she's getting more and more cute like what like what is it about her usually
0: i think it's just i think it's just if we click so if i'm talking to a girl and i feel like we click we have what like, does that, that mean I don't, I can't explain that. It's just like if we it's cl- just a if feeling. we cl- <laughs> Okay, so for for me, I
1: feel like my okay. So like the next question I was gonna ask Elaine is now that you started to get to know someone, what are some of the things that really stand out for you? Like for me, it's so it's really important that the person I'm getting to know understands who I am because I feel like in order to get really close with someone on a romantic level, you expect mm-hmm. them to understand you better than the the general public, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's one thing that really stands out to me is that I might think everyone else perceives me one way, but then somehow this girl can see me in like a different light, like mm-hmm. what well, I'm actually who I actually am, and yeah. that's like the number one most attractive thing to me.
0: Well, now that, you, now that attraction. you now that you now that you bring that up, that's actually kind of true. I I don't I haven't really thought about that, but then now that you mention it that that is one thing that would be very nice to have
1: yeah like for example i don't want to use you as an example brandon but say you're like <laughs> super goofy and say you're you're being goofy because you actually just want to create like good vibes for everyone not because mm-hmm. you're actually just super goofy all the time right and yeah. the world might see you as oh he's just like goofy he can never be serious but yeah, then yeah someone that really cares about you would know that oh you're just being goofy because you want everyone else to feel great around you. So I think oh, someone wow. that can you understand, understand me so well, Mike. Yeah, someone that wow. can understand these things yeah. is like what I look
0: for for sure. Yeah, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow, Mike just like did a psychoanalysis on you right there. Mike. I
0: know this guy just examined <laughs> like, me on wow. the podcast. Yo, hey, Mike, do me, Brandon. Do how about me, do that me, time me, I <laughs> correctly
1: predicted your personality type to the to the very wow. last letter? That was yo crazy. straight up. That was that okay. was One hundred
2: percent, Mike. You got to do me now psychoanalyze
1: <laughs> me let's go whoa whoa no no no, no. <laughs> don't put me on the spot like that okay wait elaine you didn't tell us so well, what's another thing besides physical attraction once you start to get to know them what's yeah. something you look for
2: uh well i named one thing yeah um,
1: like personality wise like, that- like are they trustworthy do they are they like a gentleman they're always like very chivalrous or like what's one thing that you look for that always really stands out
2: Oh, one thing is like how driven he is as a person, like how career driven he is, how Mm -hmm. like does he start thinking, is he young but still thinks about his future, still considers his future? Because honestly, like I've met quite a bit of people who are in their early 20s or like like late teens and they still have that like very immature mindset of like, oh, I'm just going to party or... Oh, you know, like I'm just going to spend money, blow it all away. Like they don't really think about the future and think about the bigger picture. And I just think someone who does that at a very young age and someone who can kind of like think about what do I want later on, like that to me is very attractive. And mm-hmm. just like because like I personally like to think about that myself. So I can't be with someone who's going to just think of, consider about very, like small immature things right now so i do that, also
0: yeah. enjoy people that are driven as yeah. you know oh I know so so you would you guys like- say that <laughs> would you guys say that's because you're thinking long term in the relationship and that if you guys ever end up together in the future like further down the line you know that uh you'll have that kind of stability there
2: like i think that's partly the reason um because like of course like i don't know about you guys but i before, like, I would, I would be in a relationship where I was like, oh, this is just fun, you know, like, this is just for fun, even though I knew it wasn't going anywhere. And that was mm-hmm. honestly, like, a huge waste of time. And, like, again, like, to each their own. But personally, myself, I would never date, like, just for fun anymore. And so, of course, if I meet someone, like, for example, Nick, I met him and he was already starting to talk about his family. He was talking about what My he was melting. doing. My heart's melting. For <laughs> <laughs> he was doing, like he was helping his family with their family business, and to this day he still is, and just like things like that, just shows me that not only does he really care about his family, but also he really is considering um, his future, and also he works very closely with his family, so he can also pick up on the work ethic that like his father and his mom have. So, like, things like that, just, like, by the first conversation is something that I initially picked up and what I found super attractive, like, right away.
1: Yeah, I definitely think that having someone that's committed to what they really care about and Mm -hmm. they have things that they actually really care about is super important. And it shows that they're also capable of really caring about you, right? Yeah, exactly. I think that's... Okay, so, Brandon, I'm interested to to get your take on this because you're in your first relationship right now. So, I don't know... Like how this long-term mindset really plays into your psyche.
0: Mm. Uh, so that I think that's one thing on my list that's maybe not as high as other people. So like uh, looking for someone who has like a really strong drive. Uh, I don't know. I think it's just uh, like a. I don't know. It's 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 just. Uh, I wouldn't say it's like a preference thing. It's just like one of the traits that doesn't come to mind like at first. Yeah,
1: mm. so but like, what, what about like someone that really always looks at the long term or?
0: Does that not really matter to you? I wouldn't say it doesn't matter. Uh, Like if I'm actually thinking about it uh, for like a really long-term relationship, right? Of, Of course, I would factor that in, but maybe it wouldn't be worth as much. Like the value of that would not be as high as it is for you guys. Yeah, well, whoa whoa, 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 why are you just assuming that this has high value to me? <laughs> oh, I, no, no, well, I'm just saying, like, the guy, the way you guys are talking about it, sounds like you're really looking for someone who's really driven. Like, really. let's be
2: real, don't even deny it. You love, yeah, crazy. okay, so, so, so,
0: in my opinion, I think that,
1: well, I've only been in long term relationships, right? So, yeah, clearly, I, I believe in like getting into a relationship, you're both parties should be serious, and you're both working towards potentially making this like a forever thing right yeah of course it doesn't always work out that way and i think that like elaine says what well, once you if both people have that long-term mindset that means that they're both in it they're both always thinking about that goal at the end right and yeah like what am
2: i doing for us like how what am i doing today that's gonna like help us in the future like that's like at least that's how i think right? Yeah. Like how, what I'm in a relationship right now, like, okay, what am I doing right now that it's going to like benefit later on? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. This is a pretty heavy topic, but I want to continue on and talk more about things that we look for. So not now that we kind of talked about the baseline, like they got to be, you got to be physically attracted to them. They got to have mm-hmm. certain traits, like either they're driven or they really care about like their family and stuff like that but what are some premiums so what what are some specific things that you look for that maybe other people don't really look for that are just like icing on the cake so this guy he's like super good looking he's driven and all this stuff but then there's this like extra thing that he doesn't have to have but since he does he's just that much more attractive to you do you guys have any traits like that
0: oh yeah for sure i think
2: I think yeah. everyone has
0: those, right? Yeah. So
2: that was a really quick. Brandon, response why don't you start us Brandon. off?
0: <laughs> uh, you want me to start off? I think uh, I talked about this last podcast, but I think uh, having similar interests definitely. Gives okay. You so what interest after. for you? Because for of me, course, well, okay, uh, for me, well, I feel like it doesn't really have to be, but like it's just like stuff like music, like hobbies, like anything that you can like spend time together and and do, right? Or like talk about. Yeah, like so they that, have. It gives you guys something to bond bond over, right? Mm-hmm. You're asking me if I have anything like specific. Yeah, like what what's something that you look for? Like I I can probably answer for you, but I want you to say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So uh, since I've only been in like this is my first relationship, right? So I can't speak on like having other relationships and like comparing like the pros and cons. But like uh, like me and my girlfriend, we play league together, right? So that's one oh thing that we can God. kind of wow. bond at bond over so like i think gaming is one for me yeah uh, i think it might be for a lot of e-boys you know mm-hmm. <laughs> but but uh yeah i think that's one for me and then um if the other person's funny you know if they can make me laugh that's a that's mm-hmm. a nice bonus as well
1: but you're saying that when you're looking for someone they don't have to be funny
0: but being funny is like a nice thing to yeah yeah exactly and like they don't have to play league of legends but like if yeah. they did that'd be okay. kind of cool right you know what i mean elaine do you have any
2: yeah, so it was actually really hard to think of one just because I feel like everything on my list is what Nick has. But, um, <laughs> but I think something that really attracted me to him, uh, just like he doesn't have to, but the fact that he did has made him like 10 times more attractive, would be the fact that he's like super athletic. He like plays hockey and he's just like really cares about like his physique and like just his like overall health and fitness So just, like, that was, like – before, I didn't know that that was, like, really attractive for me. But until seeing Nick like that, it was just like, wow, that is definitely, like – like oh. you said icing on the cake yeah
0: elaine you might you might have to look after nick a little bit more carefully all the girls listening are like "Ooh, nick sounds pretty yeah nice. i know <laughs> i know you know right. oh,
1: i i always have a crush on him not that i oh. don't already but you know now it's just getting like <laughs> worse worse. No,
2: i'm is, pretty sure so i'm pretty sure out. uh all the girls already know what he looks like because uh my past instagram posts have only been with him so <laughs> mm,
0: i see i see yeah maybe
2: sure
1: we need nick on this podcast next time <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right, so Elaine, you mentioned that you're one you just passed your 1-year anniversary. So, let's talk a little bit about like relationship milestones and what they mean, right? Because when you're a kid, 1 year seems like such a long time. But these days, I think reaching that 1 year is is great, but like how has your perception of like these milestones changed over time? And what's like, what, what are some milestones that you personally look at?
2: So, I'll talk about my first relationship a little bit. Uh, I would dated someone for, like, three years. It was a pretty long relationship, uh, but that was, like, throughout high school and a little bit throughout, like, first year university. And uh, that was when I was a lot younger and we would celebrate, like, you know, like months and things like that. and like. Mm-hmm you know, like, you know, typical high school stuff. Yeah. And like, honestly, I didn't really know much about like milestones. Um, and I didn't really know, understand the significance of it. Like I just thought, oh, three years, that's such a huge deal. Right. And like, wow, that's such a long time. Because like, if you think about it, I'm only like 18 and I've been in a relationship for three years. But now when I'm in, like in an, this relationship that I am in right now, Um, I feel like within this one year, I've just been able to grow so much more as an individual, but also with uh, my partner together way more than I ever did in that relationship, even though it was like three years long. Because like, for example, when I was dating him for three years, I never introduced him to any of my family members. And that to me is like probably one of the biggest, like a very big milestone in a relationship. Because it's like introducing him to your family, your friends, and like people you really care about, right? So,
0: yeah.
2: So, I do think, you think, from yeah. your
0: perspective, uh, you think the t- the times, like the milestones, like the timing, like one year, two year, three year, doesn't really matter? It's what you fill within those times, right?
2: Like it does. It is important, of course. Like you know, it's that like that time you spent together. But mm. you're like you're absolutely right. I think it is like what the substance. Like what did you do within? that time frame that says a lot more about your relationship than, let's say, the time?
1: Right. So for me, I think I can shed some light on this topic. Like, I I think recently I've been talking with my friends and I always mention, like, the four-year curse, right? So I've had two (laughs) four-year relationships. And if you think about that, that's eight years of my life. Yes. And I've only been a teenager for, like, what, nine years? So (laughs) pretty much I've spent my entire teenage life dating and in really committed relationships so i think that time definitely does play a factor these days i'm always thinking like i think we all have ideal times where we want to like kind of settle down like maybe think about getting engaged and getting married and stuff and if i if i think that four years is the minimum that I need to date someone, I better find some long-term relationship <laughs> quick. You know what I mean? So, so I think <laughs> yeah, that... Yeah, get
0: into one ASAP.
1: Yeah, so I think based on based on this kind of line of thinking, I've been thinking a lot. And now I think more along the lines of how Elaine thinks now. So before mm-hmm. I thought less about exactly what's going on in that time period and more about, okay, we had to stay together for X amount of years and, and then we're going to be ready because... We've been together for so long, but now I think it's more important about exactly what you do with your time together, and mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter how long that is, as long as you've pretty much gone through all the motions and you're both in love and all that stuff, right? But what, okay, what, what, so what? like,
2: let's—it's like example is like, so let's say you met someone and it's you've only been dating for what, like a year or like two years, but already you have built such a strong bond with them and like you've built so much trust and loyalty with each other and let's say versus someone who is like four years five years right like that isn't really to me in my opinion say like it's just also kind of like a number in a sense versus like let's say the person in the two relationship they've done so much so many more things they've like traveled together so they experience what it's like to live together whereas like the other couple who's in a relationship for like four years they've never experienced that but hey they're still together for four years that doesn't really, I don't know, like it doesn't really, it's not a good, it's not the greatest and best measure, in my opinion.
1: Right. So, yeah, we're, when we're, you guys put it that
0: way, it makes more sense.
1: Yeah. So, we're kind of saying that time doesn't matter as mm-hmm. much as we originally thought, but yeah. let's be real, like there's still, it still matters and it's still in the back of yeah, our heads. Of course.
2: So, yeah. Uh, I think it also depends not only on like how long you've been together with them, but also what stage you are in your life. I feel like that is Mm, 100% is the bigger part of it um Mm -hmm. let's say are you financially stable are you emotionally ready um so I feel like there's just a lot of like personal things that you also need to consider. right yeah I think
0: there's too many factors to think about to give like a straight answer like it all depends on the situation yeah and um what the other person's situation is yeah I'll give you
1: a straight answer if I date someone for longer than four years again I think like if they can break the four <laughs> year mark, then it, it's a no brainer for me.
0: <laughs> so you're just looking for someone to break the four mark? No, because right, okay ladies, for me, you know I know feel what to like do, around. Just the...
2: For longer than four years. <laughs> Sorry. You know what to do, girls listening. You just uh... gotta <laughs> for four more years.
1: Okay, <laughs> and, no. Uh... To to be real though, I think that for me around. Like, the first year, even though you're thinking long-term, of course, in the first year, you're kind of still enjoying each other's company. You're still learning a lot about each other all the time. For sure, yeah. And actually, the first two, two and a half years from my experience. And I think that once you hit, like, three, four years, that's when you really start to think. Because you, you already know that person inside and out. So you start mm-hmm. to think, okay, I've learned about this person. We can continue to grow together, sure. But is this really going to work in the long run, right? Like, is this forever? If there's even a little bit of doubt, I think that, you know, it's over, right? So
2: The cold, hard truth.
1: Yeah, so that's why I say, like, the four-year mark, once you get past that four-year mark, as long as they don't cheat on you or something, that's, like, the green light for me, Mm. in my opinion. Mm,
2: Okay. That's just based on experience, then?
1: Yeah, based on my personal experience.
2: Right, okay. So it might
1: be different for some other people. And... Honestly, it might be. I, I have a feeling it's probably going to be different for me in the future too. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Like yeah, again, yeah, yeah it's like a see. lot of
2: factors. It really, it's like not just that, but also again, like where you are in life and like you know.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, what about some other things?
2: Is
0: it acceptable to sleep with someone that you just <laughs> wow. met, like wow, like first date,
2: real quick, like okay. first date? <laughs>
0: Uh I feel like I prefer to wait a little bit longer than the first date. Yeah. But that's same. just me. I know there's a lot of people out there who don't really care, right? Okay, so
1: what what's the what what's what's the most what's the furthest you can go on a first date?
0: What's the furthest you can go on a first date? Yeah.
2: Like a little um, kiss. A kiss. I think that's okay.
0: Yeah. I feel like it's pretty
2: normal, right? Is it not? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I
0: feel like even even for a kiss, you guys have to click pretty well for that to happen.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It
1: also depends on like circumstance, but let's let's just say you guys met and you guys are going on just a regular date. I think that probably a kiss is the furthest.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like at the end of the night kind of thing, like bye. Nice, nice had a good time. Boom, just Lay one, on, one on. Whoa, Boom whoa, whoa! Interesting
1: <laughs> choice of words there. Would what, you say, Brandon?
2: <laughs> I'm just joking.
1: I'm just joking. Okay, so, so what? The reason why I bring that up is because I think people express love in many different ways, right? Like right from the moment that you meet someone, you're not really sure what their intentions are when when they're being nice to you, right? So, like for example, some guys might be nice just because. They're genuinely like they want to do things that make other people happy or whatnot. And then there's other people that are expressing different types of emotions when they're doing the same sort of actions. Right. So I just want to talk a little bit about how different people show their affection towards others, both in first impressions when you're just meeting people, as well as in relationships. So do you guys want to share any insights on this kind of stuff? The, or what, what are you asking? Are you asking the way I demonstrate my love? Yeah, or what? sure, sure. So, so like, <laughs> yeah. So, so like, how? To say. Oh my no, no, God. no, So, so basically, like, how how you show someone, like, for example, if you like a girl, how do you show it, right? And how how does that differ from
0: maybe other people? Hmm.
2: Good okay, question. I, I, I think I uh, something to say. Okay. I think. So, yeah, let,
0: Elaine, you can go first. I need, <laughs> okay. I need some time to think about this. Okay. <laughs>
2: so, uh, when Nick and I first started dating. Um, we, I feel like we are like not very different, but we were different in our way of like communicating our love for each other or like, you know, showing each other that we care about each other. Um, so Mm -hmm. because of that, we had a lot of like miscommunications. And so we like, we weren't on the same page all the time. And I would, you know, you'd get mad for like saying, oh, why didn't you do this? Because if you did this, that means you love me. If you love me, you would do this for me. Right. Right. Yeah. But because it wasn't always on this, we weren't always on the same page, that's where a lot of his communication came in. And throughout our relationship, I just kind of, like, as you said, you're constantly like learning about each other. And through that, I was able to learn how he demonstrates love and he was able to, de- to see how I show love as well. And for myself personally, the way that I do it is that, like, I will do things for people that I love. I'll also, um, not only do things, so not through only to service, but also through, like, affection. Like, I'm a pretty affectionate person, um, not just with, like, my boyfriend, but also with my friends. I'll hug them a lot, and I'll, like, you know, just really show them through, like, close contact that, like, oh, like, I really care about you, whereas, like, him, he was basically almost purely, like, service and things that he would do for me to really, like, show that he loved me, especially, like, the little things. Um, that maybe before I didn't catch on right away. And it's just, again, like a matter of time when you really get to know each other, then you pick up on things that they do for you that really show that, hey, like, I really love you.
1: Right. So, like, you mentioned how you and Nick are pretty different when when it comes to communicating affection so my question is would you still show affection using your way or as you learn more about the other person and how they like to show affection and how they like to receive affection would you kind of like change change up what you're doing to better cater to that person
2: uh well for us well we're not completely different i feel like we're pretty similar but just like certain things will be a little different um, and like certain things I'll do, he won't do, or he will do that I won't do. But I think over time you really just kind of accept like everything and you really just kind of alter the way you think to see like, Oh, okay. He did like, why did he do that? Oh, it's because. yeah. So, so, so I want to share like a better. big
1: example, big personal example. So in my opinion, mm-hmm. I think that when you have like an argument or something you disagree with with your significant other that you want to talk it out right away we're not right away like you want to deal with it immediately so you guys get rid of the tension right but i've Mm -hmm. also been with people who are a lot more reserved they need their own time to figure things like to kind of calm down to think it through themselves before they tackle that so yeah i feel like that that's a big difference right because for for me if we're not If we're not trying to like if there's a problem there you want to solve it right you want to squash it right away Yeah, you want to squash it so you guys can like move on and start start loving each other again right (laughs) but then if the other person chooses to pretty much ignore the problem until like god knows when right so Mm -hmm. so that that to me is is basically not showing effort and not wanting to solve problems even though I can see yeah. it from the other person's perspective it's so hard right so yeah I'm just like um like
2: no that's a great example actually like it's like when you let's say you are so adamant on fixing it and fixing it because you just want it to be resolved but the other person let's say walks away goes outside for some fresh air or like just like kind of steps back from the situation and you think like wow you're leaving you're walking out on me like you don't care about me you don't love me yeah you know, like you start to think all those things but it's really just because like they're doing it because they just want to just think and think clearly and get some fresh air, get a clear mind before they tackle the problem. So it's like people not only showing love a different way, but it's also people problem solving a different way. Right. And yeah. And do you think that
1: these differences can become like deal breakers? Like, do you think that sometimes there's things like this that just makes things not work? Like, for example, Mm -hmm. say you show say you're really affectionate right and you always show your love through affection but you meet someone that doesn't show their
0: love like that like they're not super affectionate and they show it in different ways oh yeah for sure i think i think if you don't understand uh the other person's perspective uh it might make it hard or at least you want the other person to try to love you the way that you want to be loved right yeah Do do you think so yeah i think so and then um
2: so back to what you were saying, like, I don't think it's necessarily the only time that it will be a deal breaker. And I guess you could say is when you just you just keep having that miscommunication and people who are so like narrow minded and can't think, okay, why is this person doing the way it, their way they're doing it? They're not doing it my way, but I want them to do it my way. Like that's the only time when it won't work is when you can't accept the other person's different way of dealing with things um and then that way that's what causes all the fights that's what causes all this miscommunication right but like when you actually just take a step back and look at the bigger picture um I feel like that is when you can actually make it work and that's when you really start to understand the other person once you start to understand the other person you'll understand why they do things the way that they're doing
1: Right, so yeah, you bring up a really good point that it's it's a lot about compromise, right? But then sometimes when the dissonance is like too big, there's no compromise. You know, like you might think the other person's not trying hard enough, but Mm -hmm. for example, for me, I can't I can't not talk to the other person for like a month because they're mad (laughs) at me. You know, like I I I we we need to fix it like soon. And if if I am with someone that that likes, like, dragging these things on, they really need time for themselves. I don't know, like, I I think that's probably a deal breaker.
2: But that's also where they need to compromise too, right? Like, they them knowing that you need to solve things ASAP so that you can go on about your day without being stressed out, like, they need to also consider that and they need to make the compromise too as well. You know, so you guys. Mm -hmm. guys Yeah, I feel like if they don't, they're.
0: I feel like if they don't, it's kind of disrespecting you and what you need, right? So that that kind of goes beyond like uh, miscommunication. Like even if they know and they're doing it, then that's Mm -hmm. like not just not being a good partner. Okay, so speaking of communication,
1: I think that in a relationship, I in our ideal relationship where everything's lovely, we there's no secrets, right? But. I'd say that most, if not all the time, that's impossible to achieve because even the little things, like sometimes you don't, you can't tell someone everything, like especially if it's insignificant or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So my question to you guys is, how important, like are secrets in a relationship important? Like, can they be allowed? And if so, like
0: to what level are you guys comfortable with it? Mm. I think it could be allowed. Uh, It just depends on what it is though, right? Like if you're keeping a really big secret that's like related to the relationship and it has to do with that Maybe not keep those kind of secrets But then I feel like I'll never be able to tell my significant other like everything about myself, right? But maybe that's just my personality because I'm more kind of reserved more kind of like uh, Keep to myself kind of thing. So uh, I feel like for me personally, uh, I feel like I can't share everything like for for so that's me, just me it might be different for you guys. So right? so
1: why I ask this is because part of getting to know someone and part of being attractive to someone is because you find them interesting. You want to keep learning about them, right? So I think it's kind of important to always keep some sort of sense of mystery in a relationship, not in a bad way. Like I'm not Yeah, yeah. I know
0: I, I know what you're trying to get at, right? Yeah. You just you like eventually, like maybe like even three, four years down the line, you're learning something new. Like six, seven years down the line, you you mm-hmm. find out something new, right? It keeps it exciting.
1: Right? Yeah. So, like, do, what do you what are your guys' opinions on this? Like, should should you if you get into a relationship and whatnot, should you be sharing everything or should you kind of be holding some so stuff back? I Not really don't, for the sake mm-hmm. of keeping things interesting, but more so just so you can still feel like your own person, you know? Mm. Mm.
2: So I feel like there's another way to do that instead of like holding back and like not telling someone everything. I -hmm. think another way to keep the other person really interested is if you yourself um, are able to do things on your own without the other person and you're able to do things for yourself to make yourself interesting. So Mm -hmm. for example, like um, if you guys will like spend some time apart, like not see each other every single day and you're still doing like hanging out with your friends or you are going to play a sport or you're busy with your family like things like that like those are extra new things that you can continue to bring back to the relationship to talk about so it's more so of like doing things in your life for yourself to make yourself mm, so
0: you're saying you're saying you don't want uh, your partner to be 100 of your life you want you want you still want to have like oh, of your course. own that interest, is like that's like a healthy do, relationship right?
2: Right, like if they're if they're consuming one hundred percent of your time in your life, like and they become your life, it's like what else are we going to talk about? You know what I mean? Like what else? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Personally, I think that having secrets in a relationship is probably fair because you can't like, especially at this point in our lives. I think that we like. What do you consider a
2: relationship, though? I mean, sorry. What do you consider a secret, though?
1: Okay, so what what I'm really talking about is, say, like, for example, if stuff happened in your past, and your your significant other just happens to ask about it, like, mm-hmm. I think it's fair to, to not tell them. If you don't want to tell them, I think that they should be comfortable hearing that, oh, I don't want to talk about it, you know, without thinking that it's some crazy shit. Because I think that we all obsess about things that happened in the past way too much. Like, what's mm-hmm. in the past is in the past, and especially especially when it comes to relationships, in my opinion. Like, if you had a relationship with someone and it's over, and you're dating someone new now, to a certain extent, yes, you do have to know about that relationship, but does it really matter? I don't think so. I think that every relationship just needs to start fresh, and we need to
0: stop thinking about all the history behind everyone's dating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely don't think it's necessary that you have to, like, expose your entire past relationship, like, every single little thing to the to, like, your new partner, right? But, like, giving them, like, a rough kind of rundown is kind of good enough.
1: Yeah, but usually the closer you get in your current relationship, the more curious they get and the more details they want. And... Mm, That's true. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, to a certain extent, you do need to share, but I think that having things... Yeah,
2: as long as you just, like, say, like, I don't want to talk about it, it doesn't really have anything to do with us now. Like, it's... Like, that's different as opposed to, like, secrets. I feel like when you say secrets it kind of has a connotation of like lying, you know, as long as you're like like trying to keep something. from Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like that is like a big no, no. But if like, you really genuinely don't want to talk about it, because you like, you don't like thinking about it. And you don't you like you get mad every time you think about it, or like, it just doesn't you don't see it benefiting anyone in any way. Like, I feel like that's, that's okay, but not like lying and kind of like hiding it.
1: Got you. Okay, so this is sort of related. And I think that this is going to entice a lot of our listeners is, (laughs) of course, you're going to be in a relationship, right? But you can't completely cut off like your communication with the opposite gender. So how do you guys feel about having close friends of the opposite gender while you're in a relationship? and what are your views about that and exactly like how should we be
0: approaching this
2: question. Mm, good question, mm, good question. So, well i think it
0: depends or you want to go first
2: oh i was just going to say like oh look at me i'm talking to you guys right like like i'm opening up to you and i'm like i have very close friends that are um, the opposite gender and i feel like it like it's it it should be completely fine it's totally normal as long as you know, both of you, like, everyone understands that it's strictly platonic, right? And also you understand that there are boundaries. For example, like, I'd feel really uncomfortable if my boyfriend had, like, a friend that was a girl, and she'd be, like, calling him every day, or, like, you know, mm-hmm. like or he would, like, push like, like- me to go hang out with her. Like, that kind of thing, like, those are things that would make me feel extremely uncomfortable. But um, as long as, like, they're just platonic, and I understand that, and they can keep boundaries, like, I think, that, like, I don't see any problem with having close friends that are, like, of other gender.
0: But, yeah, I think as long as it's, as it's not sus.
1: Okay, so throw back to our first podcast. We talked about friendship and exactly what is a friend and what makes a mm-hmm. close friend, right? Yeah. So you know that a close friendship, like, the bond that two close friends share and the bond that a boyfriend and a girlfriend share are only differentiated by the romance factor, right? So how can you really feel comfortable with that romance factor
0: not developing Mm, good question well it's just i think you just gotta at that point you just gotta kind of trust your partner that they won't do anything with the other person
2: well it's not uh, about
0: doing anything right like you don't have to have intent but you might just
2: Um,
1: feel something
2: so also i think about it this way let's say you're like you're friends with someone for a very long time for like multiple years right yeah. Uh, and you are you are really good friends with them and then you have all of these factors that like you meet all the criteria of them being a close friend and also, mm-hmm. yeah, they're attractive. But like logically speaking, if you found them attractive and you have a really good bond with them, why wouldn't you be in a relationship with them and why has it been like four or five years now and you guys are still just friends? Like. If you wanted to be with them, wouldn't you have been with them already?
0: Mm-hmm, yeah. Good I think point. that's a main point. Like if if uh so uh like this is a kind of personal story, like uh my girlfriend has a lot of guy friends and it doesn't really bother me because I I know that she's known them for a while, right? So mm-hmm. if if that if that relationship hasn't developed in that time, what what makes me think it might develop now, right? Okay, so, so you like guys that. are talking about existing friends. But what yeah, if you're dating
1: someone and they're just starting to get closer with another another person
0: that's a new <laughs> friend and they're getting to be close friends now? Good question. That makes things a little bit spicier. Yeah? What do you think? <laughs> do you think that makes a difference, Elaine?
2: Uh, like To be completely honest, um, she'd be on my radar. But I also feel like I, I, you should be secure enough with yourself. Mm-hmm. And you should be secure enough with your relationship that he, like, that your partner won't be doing or won't be pursuing it or won't have an interest to pursue it further than just a friendship.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and- I, I totally agree with you. I think, um, yeah, if that ever happened uh, to me, I, I you know, I I would try to understand it from their point of view. But I, I think... I, I don't think I'd be able to help it if I felt a little bit jealous, you know what I mean?
2: Not jealous, just like a little, like, hey, I got my yeah, eye Yeah, just a little bit, like, yeah, hmm, like- who's this <laughs> guy,
0: you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I totally get
1: what you guys are saying. And the message I'm trying to say is that this is completely normal. Like, people it always is, look yeah. at jealousy as such a bad thing. They're like, oh my god, that person's so jealous. Like, doesn't let me hang out with any of my close friends. Like, well, what the heck? And all that stuff, mm-hmm. but you got to think about the circumstance most of the time. And like in a relationship, your significant other should always feel number one, in my opinion. Yeah, Like it doesn't matter how much effort you're putting into your other things. When you commit to a relationship, I think that that person has to be your number one and everything else is number two besides yourself. Mm -hmm. I think that like there's obviously a balancing act between treating, putting yourself first and putting your significant other first. But when it comes to everyone else other than yourself you better be putting that your significant other first yeah under any circumstance in my opinion like yeah of course there are times where you're gonna have to weigh different options like for example if if your significant other asks you like just on a regular date like dinner out and it's your best friend's birthday there's always going to be situations like that but i think for the Mm -hmm. most part you got to put the other person first and Mm -hmm. if you're always doing that i think that it completely eliminates that jealousy portion and the other party should it'll make it so much easier for them to understand if you have a lot of close friends of the opposite gender
0: oh yeah for sure yeah you shouldn't be Mm -hmm. treating any other girl better than your girlfriend right Mm -hmm. yeah and i i think
1: that's a fair expectation although you like I think everyone can agree with me that this is a very fine line and it's really difficult to balance because say you have a girlfriend that you just met and you're just starting to date and you might have fem- friends of the opposite gender that you've been friends with for a long time. So how, like do, you, years yeah, and years, how do you really right? prioritize that? I think it's tricky. Like Elaine, do you think even if you're just starting off in a relationship, that you should always prioritize the other person. Because if you don't, you might not be able to progress the relationship, but at the same time, don't want to... Make your friends that you've been friends with a long time feel like, oh wow, he yeah. just got into a new relationship, just met them for a month, and now all of a sudden I, it's all about them, right? So how yeah. how do you really balance that?
2: I think a really easy, like the easiest solution to that is if you just introduce both of them and yeah? you say, hey, this is like, hey, I really want you to meet um one of my really close friends I've known for like x amount of years uh she's really chill she's awesome i think you, you two would really get along and like you just introduce them and once they both meet each other and they'll like it's just it kind of breaks that weird barrier you know it kind of breaks like that, that kind
0: of tension right that yeah it's kind like of gone oh who's they this get to girl? see each other in real life you know what exactly
2: I mean? exactly and like best case scenario they become super close and they get along really well and obviously you know that doesn't always happen but um I just think that like that initial just meeting that initial introduction will really tear down a lot of walls and it just like will really help both of your relationships like with the girl and also with the friendship. But Mm -hmm. don't
1: don't you think that you mentioned earlier in this podcast that introducing your significant other to like your family and your close friends. That's a big step. Right. So Mm -hmm. so are you comfortable doing that right away just to get rid of this awkward barrier? that's that might be that might be there
2: uh well i like if if it's in a month in a month or two months in and like i still don't i don't know if i like him enough and i still don't see myself like progressing any further than like why are you even like with this person so why are you even talking to this person still right but if you still like if you see it you know potential then, like, why not introduce them to some of your, like, it's not all your friends, but just some of your close ones to, hey, maybe you can get, like, their their opinion and see, like, what they think about them and see, yeah. like, hey, you're wasting your time. You know, like, you know what I mean? Just, like, maybe get some opinions and, like, I feel like that's a good yeah Yeah, like, here's, here's my
1: opinion. Too. So I think that if you're fresh in a relationship, you you're not in a position to be jealous yet. In my opinion, oh I yeah, think that, yeah,
2: that's true. Yeah. yeah,
1: like if you just start dating, like don't be jealous. There's nothing to be jealous <laughs> about. You got to understand that this person has a life of their own, and they're not just gonna mm. drop everything and make you the number one priority right from the start. Like jealousy at the start of a relationship is a big, big, big kind of like. I if, think that's a
0: that's kind of like a red flag. Yeah, to that's honest. a
1: deal breaker. Because yeah. no, what I'm saying is, what are what you I'm jealous is, about?
2: Like, I feel like. I feel like, Kate, okay, yeah, you're right. The girl doesn't have any – or the girl and the guy doesn't have any right to be jealous right off the bat, right? Yeah. But I think, like, that introduction early on or just, like, when you meet that friend that's really close to you that's the opposite gender, like, in the relationship from the start, like, that will save you so much crap down the road, I feel like. When you yeah. down the road, when you guys date for longer and you guys, you know, establish a working relationship – and then you're still you still, – let's say you still haven't met this mysterious, really good, like, guy friend or whatever. And you still haven't met them. Like, that kind of – that also raises a lot of red flags. And so I just think that, like, an introduction, like, that will save you so much headache down the road.
1: But I think that just, just long-term thinking, right? Like, once you yeah. introduce someone to your friends, all of a sudden – It just gets more and more complicated when things don't work. So like the more you let someone into your life and the more you kind of entwine them, like you introduce them to your friends and then it's like Mm -hmm. your closest friends, then it's your family and everyone starts hanging out together. And it makes it harder and harder to break up, especially in the early stages.
2: But it doesn't have to be like a super formal thing, you know. It could just be like, "Hey, like, like my friends are going clubbing. You want to come out?" And it could just be like, "Hey, this is so and so. Oh, this is so and so. Like, it just be it'd be super casual." But like, yeah, just that's like, true. Right? You don't like have to just, like go out on yeah. a coffee
0: date. It'd be like, "Hey, yeah. this is my this is my girlfriend <laughs> or whatever," right? Yeah. It could just be something. Yeah, like Elaine said, like going out to the club yeah. or something. And okay. like you
2: know, like if your friends are going to be friendly to that person that you're seeing, they're going to already have that good impression about them in their mind that later down the road you can say when you guys are dating longer and you're gonna say oh i'm hanging out with mike and brandon they're gonna be like oh yeah like i remember mike and brandon like they're super chill like it's gonna be normal
0: yeah Mm -hmm, for sure it definitely eliminates some of those kind of like jealous thoughts because once you know the other party as well it definitely
1: makes it easier yeah you, you know what i realized we're we're talking about relationships during this podcast and like dating and what it's like to be in love and all that but then literally we just spent an hour talking about what the other person is like right and what like what we want the other person to be like and how they make like how we make them feel and all this stuff and i think that we're always so busy like thinking and thinking about the other person that we always forget to think about ourselves, right? And I think that that's mm-hmm. the number one reason why relationships don't end up working, especially from the start. Because say you meet someone and and you guys really hit it off, right? And you guys, you go back and you talk to your friends. What do you talk about? You, you rarely say, oh my God, I felt so great on that date, right? You would probably say, oh, she was beautiful. Like she was doing this, she was doing that. And you never talk about how you feel. So- I think that just just something that we should all be conscious of while dating is that we should be aware of how we're feeling even at the start even when you're falling in love you got to be aware of how you're feeling yourself and I think that that would improve the success rate of so many relationships right because like someone can be super attractive to you but they might not be able
0: to make you feel good. And
1: yeah, okay, I don't know why I just went on that mm. tangent. But...
0: Well, speaking of speaking of what what makes you feel good, do you guys want to kind of go over what you look for in a relationship, or like what you know what makes you feel good in a relationship? Yeah. So like I said, or like what what do you need in a relationship for it to work out? Yeah. So
1: number one, like I think people that are in my inner circle know that I'm a pretty complex guy sometimes and I have pretty interesting perspectives on things and oftentimes my actions may come off a certain way but people that really understand me would understand where I'm coming from right so the number one thing for me is that the other person understands me and my true intentions and it's it's basically the number one thing I look for when I'm speaking with someone their perception of me is how I know whether or not we're going to click in the future or not like if they're thinking mm. what the majority of people think, I already know. Like you're never gonna get into my inner circle because, like, <laughs> you're you're ready you're ready thinking
0: that way, right? So mm, I think my mine's, mine's is like pretty different from yours. I, I don't know if this is number one for me, but legit this is make or break for me. If my significant other doesn't understand my sense of humor. It's, it's, it's not gonna work out yeah. because that's that's so much a part of me like i joke yeah. around every day i always say random shit right like if yeah. none of that stuff if you don't find any of that stuff funny you it's just not gonna work <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah what about you elaine that's
2: true uh that's a really hard one mm-hmm. um so i guess something that really stands out for me in a relationship is something that makes me very happy is are we able to still like can we really just enjoy each other's company and can we like, can we really get along and just do nothing and laugh and just understand each other's like, again, like similar to what you guys said, sense of humor, but also understand each other on a much Mm. deeper level. And can we just, can we spend a night in and not have to go out on an extravagant date, but still really just have the best time together, really just together. just kind of like
0: hanging out, like, being comfortable in each other's silence that kind of thing right
2: yeah exactly yeah
0: okay so what i think is if you guys can feel comfortable and have fun even when you guys are doing like nothing Mm -hmm. then then that's like the best because even if you do anything then it's going to be fun still right
2: exactly like it just really shows how compatible you are with each other if you can literally do nothing but still have so much fun and laugh and like it's playful and it's just it's just fun i don't know like just shows how yeah, exactly. Know.
1: That was what I was trying to get at. Okay, yeah. so how much as a single dude right now, I know you guys are in relationships, so so I don't know how much this applies, but when we're like looking around at the people we know and maybe people that we don't know but we're coming to contact with, like how much do you think we have control over who we end up dating and how much of love is just by chance and just random? Like, do you think we can choose exactly who we fall in love with or do you think that it's completely random
0: and you never know i don't think it's completely random i think it still depends on your actions but then the the thing is you can't really decide who you want to fall in love with that part just kind of happens right but you can set yourself up and put yourself in situations where you can kind of like greater your chance for that
2: Hmm, does that kind of make sense I, i feel like my opinion is a little different in a sense that like it's by chance in a sense that like you can't choose who you're going to be put in contact with. You can't really like what there's like 7 billion people in the world. You can't really choose to like you don't really know who you're going to meet on a daily basis. Right. So that person entering your life, there's so many odds that they're not going to be entering into your life. Right. But just they so happen too, And that's just that I think is by chance. But I think the matter of falling in love, I think that that is a conscious but also unconscious choice because it's conscious in a sense that like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to allow myself to open up to this person. I'm going to allow myself to feel these things for this person and I'm going to allow myself to see these things, these great things about this person. And But then, for example, if you don't want to love someone, and that's why I think you can be friends with someone of the opposite gender. You'd be really good friends with them because you kind of close that part in your brain subconsciously. Oh, it's
0: like you kind of like put on blinders and like you ignore that kind of stuff, right? Not
2: Kind of. It's kind of like, okay, like I see these great, like I see good qualities about you, but I don't allow myself to feel... That romanticness you know if that's a word that romance Mm. inside of this person and so you kind of like just shut that off and that's why you can be friends Mm. so I think that's like a conscious choice yeah
1: okay so what what I'm trying to trying to get at is like we all have types right so we we expect ourselves to kind of like be attracted to and eventually fall in love with this kind of type of person that we generally like but sometimes you get to know someone that's completely out of your type and and like you know it just happens so like how I just don't know how to explain it no it's weird yeah, yeah. I don't know where I'm going with this but
0: Opposite, opposites attract
1: no oh no I don't think opposites attract necessarily I think it's based on what everyone looks for right like mm-hmm For example, if I'm super, um, if I'm, like, really structured in life and whatnot, I find myself to be more attractive to people that are more free-minded and people that, like, are more spontaneous Mm, and stuff. To kind of
2: balance you out a little bit. Yeah,
1: exactly. So that's, like, an example, but I don't think necessarily opposites attract. Like, for example, some people that are, like, free-spirited might like other people that are free-spirited, right? So then it's I think that that is just purely preference. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's talk about the chase, you know. So what I define as the chase is basically when one party is feeling a certain kind of way about like a person of the opposite gender and they're pursuing a romantic relationship with them, right? So. They, they got to know them and they're trying to pursue this like something more. So what makes the chase so fun and why do people like it so much?
2: I think uh, so the chase usually happens obviously at the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing about the chase that people love or myself personally is like how everything is just like new and you're getting to know someone, right? So for example, like me, I'm, I consider myself to be pretty extroverted and I like to meet new people and get to know different types of people and like when I get to know someone for example when I got to know Nick um, in the beginning like it was really exciting and like I just got to know all these things about him and like discover like a new person right Um, and that to me was what really made that I guess like that chase exciting Um, but like let's say your relationship furthers down the road and like okay obviously you're not going to be like it's not going to be like how it was when you first started seeing each other but I think what to keep that excitement alive and to kind of keep that excitement through like alive throughout your relationship is if you have the mindset of always kind of like chasing them in a sense that you always want to like do things for them and you kind of always want to Put them first, and you always want to make them happy. So I think that is what will help sustain a relationship, and will help sustain that feeling of a chase down the road.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that this just comes back to like kind of a central problem that a lot of us have is that it's hard to appreciate what you have when you have it, right? Like, mm-hmm. the, what makes a chase so fun is it's it's the potential, you know, like. You see like this potential relationship and it's something that you don't currently have. So you're always, Mm -hmm. you're like, you're literally chasing for it. And then when you do get it, like the next step, realistically, like in a relationship, the next milestone is getting engaged. Right. But in most cases, that's so far away that Mm -hmm. you just lose the chase. You lose the drive, you know, like, and, I think that most of the time, relationships really get, like, a second life once both parties realize, okay, I think we're meant for each other. I think this can go all the way. And then suddenly, you guys are both chasing towards
0: this next thing, right? And. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I, think sometimes, think makes- I think sometimes it's just that people get too comfortable, like obviously being comfortable with your significant, significant other is a good thing, right? But if you get too comfortable to the point where you're like no longer doing stuff for them, uh, yeah, th- things can definitely go bad.
1: Yeah, okay, so let's just go through some quick topics that we didn't really hit a, hit yet and we're just going to give quick answers just so, you know, our audience can know our perspective of these things, okay? So, all right. Okay, first topic, age. So, what's off limits, what's on limits? Like is is age just a number or what? It's just a number, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I'm wow. just kidding. I think uh wow. Yeah, okay, but oh, God. us right now we're all 22,
0: so right now, what are you guys comfortable with? I think age I think it's not really the age that matters. It's as long as like you're Maturity level. Is Yo, these
1: are supposed to be fast answers,
0: man. Like, just... All right, you. maturity level. Match the maturity level. Okay, the age what is, about you? It's kind you of mean? like secondary. Uh,
2: this is so hard for me to answer because my boyfriend's a year younger than me. But um, I guess just like no more than five years older. Uh-huh. I don't know. I, I don't know.
1: How about how young are you willing to go?
2: Um, <laughs> one year.
1: Okay. Uh, <laughs> for me, I think definitely prefer... Like, plus or minus, or minus two for me, in okay. all honesty. I think that's what I'm comfortable with. And right. beyond that, it would have to be, like, some crazy type of connection, dude.
0: Yeah, to right. be honest, right. same. Yeah, uh, plus, plus, or two, plus or minus
1: two. I'd say plus or minus two. But I'm willing to go, like, younger... More than I'm willing to go older.
2: Oh yeah. Okay, oh, okay. I
1: see. Yeah. Damn, not
2: not a cougar chaser.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm not Henry. Okay, so. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Oh. Anyways, um, all right. All right so, next question. All right, next question. That was Long dirty, distance, Mike. <laughs> Long distance, yes or no? I don't uh, think I can do it. Honestly, it's too on hard. The person. It's too hard for me.
0: Yeah, it's personal preference, right? Like, there's nothing yeah, against. On the person. Yes or no? No, I mean, like, if, on if the I knew, i Yeah, like if I knew I was getting into a long-term relationship, I'd probably like before i get into it i'd be like ah do i want to probably not yeah how about you elaine
2: uh well okay just speaking from nick right now like for sure mm-hmm. yeah for sure
1: but what like would you get into a relationship knowing that it might be long distance like for example oh. you meet someone and they're just visiting your city and they're gonna be flying back soon
2: uh that's really hard i don't i don't know i can't say never have okay. i can't say
1: I think I lean towards no. Yeah, to be for honest. me, it's a no too. I don't think so. Mm. I, I wouldn't be down. I like. I think that even in a relationship, unless you guys are married, if there's like prolonged mm. distance, like it's it, like again, it's got to be some kind of real shit for for it to go. Yes, for it to <laughs> straight keep up. True. All right. Mm. So um, last one. So career and social status. Like, how important is this? Like. Do they have to be close to you, or are you willing to date someone either a, like very above you socially or very below you socially? Like, how much does this matter
0: to you? I think similar would be the best. Like, yeah, if but similar social status. Are you like willing oh, to? like have, if they were like higher status than me, or like lower. Yeah, status like a lot higher or a lot lower. Like, does this even matter to you, or not? Not really. I think, I think it definitely would put some strain on the relationship at, like, some points. But I think if you like each other enough and you're willing to make it work, you guys can power through it. Yeah. How about you, Elaine? Yeah. Um,
2: hey, as long as they love what they're doing and as long as they can realistically, like, obviously, come on, this matters, to, like, pay the bills mm-hmm. and live a sustainable life. Like, what you do is what you do. And, look, this is what I'm going to do. And as long as you're happy. And as long as we can make shit work you know yeah,
1: yeah i think for me there's there's definitely i think i'm open to anything but this is yeah. another one of the things that i sort of look for right it's that do they have their life together like mm-hmm. are they taking care of themselves i think it's very closely related where yeah yeah it's not so much like a money thing and more yeah. of a, are you taking care of yourself thing?
2: Exactly. Mm, yeah. And can you, yeah. Can you take care of yourself? Yeah. And can, like, are you doing what you love doing? And do you have like a clear vision of like a plan of what you're doing is if you're just blindly doing it and not really knowing why you're doing it like that's just like, that's just silly. That's just dumb. You know? So.
1: Yeah. I think if, if we learned anything today is that like when people tell you to focus on yourself first and you got to love yourself first, it really is true that. Mm -hmm. like it's that's the most important thing right because if you can take care of yourself it shows the other person that you can also take care of them and on top of that you're also making yourself a better person right so i think that
2: yeah you're just making yourself more attractive to the other person yeah
1: yeah, like if anything everyone should just focus on taking care of themselves and the relationships are just gonna come eventually
2: exactly that's some good advice
1: homie Mm mm-hmm Okay, so wow, I think that birds. that is all the time that we have with our guests today. So we'd like to to thank our guests for joining. Elaine, thank you so much. Oh, I think that all, all our listeners really appreciated your insights today.
2: Oh, I for hope sure, so. For sure, for sure. so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> all righty. All right. So until next week, this has been Mike. Brandon. And Elaine, right?
2: Oh, and Elaine. Yep. Yes. And we'll <laughs> chat
1: soon.